0: Welcome to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. Today, we will be discussing a topic we've heard about time and time again, but we do not have any idea about how it will be affecting our money. So I've invited a wonderful guest, Dr. Michelle Foster of Charlotte, North Carolina she will be joining us. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Michelle Foster. Dr. Foster, welcome to Retire Stronger. We're so happy to have you. First question is for the day. Thank you for coming on. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to start right in the meat of it. The question for you right away is, what do you think I mean when I'm saying wealth equals health?
1: I hear that often. And what I initially think is that without good health, you cannot be a wealth. So health is the foundation of everything. Okay. Also, I think without um, good health and good education, you can't make wise decisions, which can also prosper you and help with your wealth.
0: Wonderful. Very good. Okay. How can we as American women do better at saving costs for ourselves as we start aging? I think the main thing
1: to save costs is preventive care. We must get our preventive exams, meaning your mammogram, your colonoscopy, your bone density, all of your vaccines, your yearly physical, your yearly pap, anything that can detect or prevent a Terminal diagnosis will always save time and money.
0: Very good. Okay. Interesting. Is it true about the foods that we eat can play a significant part in the type of health that we have?
1: That is very true.
0: Tell your, us a little bit more
1: about that. Your health is 100, i say 95% nutrition and exercise, 5% your effort. What you take in is what you get out. You want to eat high energy foods, foods that uh, give you um, a lot of energy, a lot of stamina, good choices, low fat, um, high protein. You want to keep a balanced diet with your vegetables and um, drink lots of water because
0: the energy you put in is the energy you get out. Do you really believe about the differences of water? I've been told a whole lot about everybody is talking so much about alkaline water versus any other kind of water. Does that well, matter? I, think
1: I like just regular water, regular water, or bottled water, or mineral water. Sometimes you have to be careful about alkaline water because it can change the pH of your body. With certain okay. conditions, that's not a wise thing. If you have any kind of renal failure or kidney issues, that's not the best choice, but regular water, bottled
0: or tap is safe for everybody. Very interesting. Okay. One of the hot buzzes right now this summer, we have heard it's the biggest thing everyone is talking about. Systematic racism, mm. a systemic racism. And we're talking about it now, even more so in healthcare. So we can talk all we want to when it comes down to being healthy, preventive health care, and so forth. And we talk about finances, and you know, I'm a wealth advisor, and so forth. And we know that that is his existence in our healthcare system. What about the people who cannot get the healthcare that they need? What do you know about this?
1: Unfortunately, I know a lot about it, and it is a big issue. It's 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 my number one concern. I fight a lot for it. I fight for disparities in healthcare because. It's an issue when you can't afford the care you need. Again, I go back to the preventive care, then it leads to issues later. Those issues later usually will cost you more. The care will cost you more. And we just, in the ideal world, we will have health care for everybody. The same exact health care with no disparity. So, I mean, that's been the an issue, and lately, like you said, it's been worse. I mean, we did see some change with the Affordable Care Act, but now it seems like we're reverting back to where it is a major problem, and we do need a solution where everybody can be provided with the same
0: health care at mm-hmm. equal rates. So there, when the people today who may not have access to health care now you have a lot of people who are out here without jobs because we're in the middle of COVID, and so when we talk about health equals wealth, people without health care, how do we keep ourselves so that we could continue to to have wealth and so forth? What are some of the things you would be telling my women out here who are my listeners? What can you do today, whether you have health care or not, to take care of your bodies? What can you do to keep that cost down, whether you have health care or not? What would be the things, the first top five things you say, do this no matter what, whether you could get to a doctor or not? Now, the first thing you can do is always eat right and eat a you know, balanced wait,
1: diet. Eat right. Eat right. And eat a balanced diet. The okay. second thing you can do is always exercise. Really, we say a minimal of um. 30 minutes daily. An hour is even better, but you at least need 30 minutes of cardio. The second thing you can do is avoid any tobacco and drugs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fourth thing, um, very little alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fifth
1: thing is there are resources when you don't have health care. You can depend on your community, like the health department. There are grants, um, Susan G. Coleman for your mammogram. There are options.
0: Okay.
1: And resources. So when you don't have health care, I always advise people seek out your resources. Ask.
0: Okay. So, to my listeners out here, what is very important, whether, you know, we've had times where we have money, there are times when we don't have money. I don't want my listeners today to walk away with not feeling like you can't get access to health care. If you can't get access to healthcare, what well, it sounds like our doctor, Dr. Foster, is telling us, um, let's use the resources that are out here. Let's take the time to go out here and say we're going to get out of our, you know, out of our norms and say, walk, do some kind of exercise. We're going to take we're going to drink water. That's what you're saying. We're going to try to eat better. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, We gotta do that. We gotta at least your move. weight down. Keep it Keep trying to hit the ideal weight. Down. Your idea all right, all right. Okay. Is there such
1: a thing as COVID 15? Have you heard about that? Yes, I've heard it and I've seen true? it, but it's not an excuse. It's not what? <laughs> it's not an excuse. A lot of people leaning on it and saying okay. I'm getting this due to COVID. But even with COVID, like you said, you can still walk mm-hmm. and maintain social distancing. You can still do home weights and you can always. Follow a balanced diet, cut back, cut your carbs, cut your fat.
0: Okay. So it's it's no excuse, but it is a phenomenon. It is a phenomenon. So that COVID-15, everybody's talking about like you gained about 15 pounds so far that that the average. Everybody has been inactive. inactive. And usually
1: (laughs) during the first part of the quarantine where we were staying home, people were doing a lot more cooking. Yeah, A lot more eating and sleeping with very little
0: exercise, so people have gained weight. They gaining weight, okay. Well, I want them. I got to get rid of those fifteen pounds, everybody. Exactly. So I'm with you. I'm I got to find a way to get that weight off of me. I'm gonna drink some more water. Drink water. And, exercise. And, 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 <laughs> and walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, what tips would you give my thirty year old self? Now that I'm closer to six, well, 50 years old, if I knew what I would know at 30, and I'm now 50, what advice would I probably would tell myself today to my, if I were 30 years old, to my 30-year-old self? How could I have saved thousands of dollars? What would you tell my 30-year-old self? Knowing what I
1: know now, I would tell my 30-year-old self not to take as much alcohol, oh, to do more exercise, okay, to not take it for granted that I can eat, 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 and not gain weight. Because when you're 30, I mean, you take it for granted, but you're not. What I'm trying to prevent is what's going to happen in the future when I'm 50. Okay. And definitely do not smoke. Not my 30-year-old self, but anybody that was smoking at 30. No, Yes. No. they pay the price now. No. And the other thing I would, when we're talking about wealth, I would tell my 30 year old self to have a healthcare savings account. Oh yes. I, so wouldn't when I, that- 50, I wouldn't have to worry about the price of these expensive medicines and treatments that would, if I had to tell my 30 year old self, anything, that would be the number one. That's yeah, what I, I learned now that. that I wish I knew when I was 30.
0: Oh, the doctor does said it herself. Yes. She tell have a healthcare health care savings account. Mm hmm. Save Your ideal weight. Try
1: to maintain your ideal weight in a normal BMI, which is a body mass index. Okay. And a well balanced diet, no smoke, <laughs> very little alcohol.
0: Yeah. And um, lots of exercise. What do you think about marijuana? You know, I go in and with my audience. I tell, I just say it because they're going to want to ask it. Okay, everybody, the whole thing now, everybody's like, look, I need you to know keep
1: what? that it is a, style, honey. It is a big thing with the CBD and I don't have a problem with that. My problem yep. is you have to know what source, what it's coming from and what you're getting. I believe like a lot of it's overpriced. Yep. And a lot of it is just not not as effective as they claim it to be. Yes. Now, real marijuana. I mean, I, I'm i on the fence. I'm on the fence.
0: You're on the fence? Okay. I think it, at 30 years offense.
1: old, it can make you apathetic and it can put you in a position to smoke it a lot and then get tired, uh-huh. eat a lot, gain weight. Oh. Now, I think when you're older, it does help with some ailments. I- I'll be honest. I have Mental some patients illness. with multiple sclerosis and other neurologic disorders. It does help. Okay. And a lot of yeah. them tell me, you know, a lot of my chronic insomniacs who are in their 70s and 80s still smoke. Yeah. Because it, it helps, helps. with sleep. cancer,
0: too. Y'all yep. know the cancer survive. I'm
1: just saying. Right. <laughs> it does. It helps a lot. So I'm not judging the real marijuana, but the CBD yeah. oil, I'm, I'm still out.
0: All right. That's fair. That's fair. Do you think it matters with the care of the woman as to how much money she makes? Will she get better care by the doctor? If she comes in making more zeros in a bank account or you think it does not matter, do you really know as the doctor how much money your patient makes? Mm -mm. I don't think it matters.
1: Well, I will will say dollars matter with access. If I have one patient with very little money versus another patient with millions, she has access to a lot more resources, meaning I could send her across the country to the Mayo Clinic, to the top doctor in the world for treatment of whatever is ailing her versus this person with very limited resources, I'm probably her only resource. Oh, ah. so if I wanted her to see the top, say she had a bone disorder and I want to see her to top, send her to the top specialist at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Okay. She wouldn't have that option. Okay. Usually so that's people, where those zeros I barely, count. I'm, I barely can afford my health care, the medicines I'm spending, my family has to eat versus a person with millions. It's no issue for her to book a private flight and get wow. to her. Wow. Now that's when those zeros start counting. So that's when those zeros count. Also oh, those man. zeros count when it comes to um, personal care. If I have a lot of money, I can hire an assistant. I can hire a personal care aide to come in and assist me. I can even hire a chef to help me with my diet. Mm. So I have I have resources. I have access to a lot more versus the person that's making very millions. I also have access to supplemental policies, supplemental insurance, which all that leads to less stress. Less stress. Less stress. If I have less stress, I do better. Now that's fascinating. So, the money matters, but the money should not matter to the physician when it comes to care. I'm going to treat my same person with zero dollars as I would my person with millions.
0: Mm -hmm. Understand, understand. Wow. What about the type of health conditions she has? Could it be based on the amount of wealth she has? Do you think that matters? So that person if she, yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes we, we do see some conditions
1: more related with poverty. We really do. And a lot of times, yeah. a lot of the lung conditions, a lot of the smoking conditions, even a lot of gout, you see it more with the, I ain't going to say lower income, but some stuff is related with poverty. We see rashes, we see scabies, we see a lot of stuff with people, with immigrants, people who have to live in crowded um, areas. So there are diseases that
0: are related to poverty. Interesting. That's a very that's interesting. What what can a woman do for her her children and her family this fall, when it come down to this uh, health care and that might affect her finances if she makes if she's not making good decisions? This fall is very very tricky to all of us with COVID being such the big star on everybody's you know mind. What are the things you're going to be recommending to your patients this fall? Well, I've been recommending to my patients, first of all, to
1: continue with the isolation and the social distancing. It's not over. It's very real. And I think we will see a second phase. And I. I don't want to lose any more people than we already have. Second, you can keep your immune system up again. That goes with eating right. You can take vitamin C supplements. You can take zinc. You can use elderberry syrup. Um. Continue to exercise. Exercise is always a good thing and it's always a great option and it also reduces stress. Try to get lots of sleep, not lots of sleep, but get adequate sleep. And if you are having any issues with depression or anxiety, we need to treat that because this is a stressful time and that could add to more comorbidities and worsening health. Wow. Are you pushing the flu shot? I am pushing the flu shot. I
0: push that regardless,
1: wow. pandemic or not. Um,
0: did you say? Are you why? noticing that? You, yeah, I said why, and oh. are you noticing a lot of a resistance this
1: fall with the flu shot? No, actually, it's been the opposite. I'm seeing more people people who've never had a flu shot, and I'm talking about in 60 years, who yeah. are and I get sick from it are not are now asking for. it. Is that right? Yes, I've seen a lot more people. I've been proud about that. But I push it every season. And the reason I push it is not so much for you or for me, but for herd immunity. The more people get it, the less the virus will spread amongst all of us.
0: Interesting. So not only am I trying to protect
1: myself, I'm trying to protect you. And even the person, if more of us are vaccinated, the person that's not vaccinated has some protection. Really? If we in a room is three of us, you vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, and we have a friend. The fact that we've been vaccinated, hopefully we wouldn't pass it to her. That's
0: what that's oh. the uh phenomenon of herd immunity. Wow. Now that's a little education for me today. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, Dr. Foster. Those are my questions for today. You are such a sweet person to take Thanks. your time while you're on the clock That's to right. come out and talk to my friends today out here at Retire Stronger. We so appreciate your time. Thank no you for problem. coming no. on. And we probably one day might tap you again. Anytime. You, uh, you have been so kind to come on. No problem. Um my pleasure. If there's anything that some of our, um, Listeners might want to ask you, they would probably DM me or send me an email or so forth. I hope that we will have the opportunity to send you that information or that question Uh and that you'll be willing to send us back an answer to my listeners. Is that okay? You can email it to me. I'll be more than happy. That is wonderful. Again, thank you so much for your time. No problem. You have a wonderful day. You too. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I've learned so much from Dr. Foster and I hope you did too. And I hope your takeaway today was that if we do all the things that we can about our health today, if we could sit there and make sure that we drink our water and we do things like exercise and we take care of our bodies earlier in life, that we can have a prosperous, more healthier life and we can end up having a more wealthier future in our retirement. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed Dr. Foster coming in today to share with us her thoughts. I know me too can live longer, live healthier, and have a prosperous life. And in the end, we all can have a wonderful retirement that we all dreamed of. Tune in next week as we talk about retirement savings. What buckets do you have your money in? And until then, I would like for you guys to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, at ISAA Retire Strong. Or you can check us out on our website at www.ISAA Retire Strong. And if you have any questions or anything about this episode, feel free to leave us a message at any one of those. Until then, I'll see you next week on Thursday. Take care. Bye. (laughs)